Hey, y'all. Welcome back to episode seven of Manly Musings. If you are looking on or watching on the YouTube channel, you can see there's three of us tonight. So tonight we have our first guest of the season or of our young podcast careers, whatever we want to call it. Um, but we are definitely excited to have Ronald, uh, Kevin's friend. So, Kevin, I'm going to swing this over to you and you're going to go from there. Yes. Good evening, everyone. Yes. Welcome to our three way Zoom call out here uh, emanating from New Jersey, New York and Florida. Shout out to my guy rocking his Celtics gear. It's hard for me because they beat my Lakers. But I got to give a shout out to my guy Ronald on the podcast. Woo! Get it. So, Ronald, welcome to the pod. I remember thinking about guests of who I wanted on this podcast when we started this journey. And I always think about our infamous two-hour, three-hour calls when we're debating the NBA. I remember you were the one that heard that I guessed correct that LeBron would be going to L.A. when he was uh, making that critical decision. Yes, I know, Merritt, you still hate LeBron, but it's okay. But, you know, I just couldn't think of any better guests to – uh, shoot the shit with and you know Ronald go ahead introduce yourself to the people maybe tell them how you and I met absolutely Kevin my guy since freshman year at WBU because I remember like listening to the first episode long time listener right since day mm-hmm. one here. day one listener right here people and you're sharing your stories with uh, regarding the pre-athletic training program. And, <laughs> and chills just ran up here. I'm like, oh, my God, the goosebumps, the memories coming back about that. But, yeah, no, nah, man, you and I, that's how we met from the very jump. You know, a group of 90-plus 90, 90 students. And, like, not everyone made it. And we sure as hell did. We stepped away from that for the better. So, but I'm out here. I'm from Northern Virginia, but I found my way out in Morgantown, West Virginia, just randomly. And so actually I had all my set schools and WVU was nowhere near on my radar. However, once I had taken care of all the schools that were on my list, mostly within states and Virginia, I come across WVU. I already was a fan of the football team, Pat White, Steve Slayton, man. That was so much fun, NCAA at that with them. So watching the football. So I just casually look up, what are your requirements for admission? No essay, like no other forms other than completing the form. There's no deadline. There's a rollover. I'm like, you know what? Why not? So I just like, sure as shit, why not? And so BCU was always my first choice. I'd gone into a couple other schools that I really liked, was seriously considering Hampton. But uh, WVU was actually my first acceptance. I look at it, WVU. I go visit it on a quiet day and really liked it. It was just such, so different from where I'd been living for most of my life. And I don't know what it was, but I immediately knew I wanted to go, even though I've been accepted to my number one and been accepted to a bunch of other schools that were definitely would have wanted to go to. But yet I found my way in the mountains of Morgantown with no regrets. So here we are. And then you and I have just been friends ever since then, whether we've taken classes together uh battles on the basketball courts one-on-ones or whether on the teams against uh some of the our little rivals out there like the asians i remember them they were always <laughs> out there 
like you put your head like i'm sorry no, they're just no, they're, the, they, they're the asian international asian students that ran groups ran five and so they always would run against us that night so that was a nice little rivalry but uh here yes, we are I, so. I always remember whenever we'd play at least in my mind we needed to win because they they were shipped over from china shout out to them though they were really good but I was just like, no, we he's need to throw, make this. He's got to throw the shout out happen. to make sure everyone knows that they were good. Um, they were, they they were good. They 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 showed out. Some of them, but a little they bit were. Good. They actually really were though. They they good ball. So that's I, why we always had to take it seriously against them because they they wasn't uh wasn't a free lunch. Dude, I remember playing down on those courts like every Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday nights, and like. I'm like, I'm going up against guys that should probably be playing in D2 schools. This is not so much fun anymore. Like, I'm getting dunked on. This is, I don't like this. It's always great when you play against the um, the D1 athletes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When you get, like, the whole group of, like, the football players or, like, a or random soccer. group of, like, the soccer, soccer players are just, up. like, trying to run up and down because they're just trying to get their, quote, unquote, cardio in i'm like all right i'm trying i'm just I had doesn't matter what sport you play you're a d1 athlete then yeah you're gonna you're gonna Dude, run up and down i remember it was <laughs> i think they we had like a, a couple of volleyball girls actually play against us one night and they could dominate i was like this is this is very strange like you're very good at volleyball though west virginia volleyball has never been that good um but they they could ball. I was like, this is impressive. I'm I'm cool with this. I'm not surprised to hear it. Really not. No. Most most one athletes uh, play multiple sports, and so to just throw down on you if not, it comes natural to them. And by the way, they embarrass you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, perfect. Well, Ronald, thank you for being our first guest. This is going to be a fun episode. I I feel. Um, maybe Kevin will time. stay on the whole time and. You know, yes. no glitches we'll hopefully see. hopefully at least maybe if i smile then like maybe if i freeze i won't freeze so awkwardly like in the other videos uh but, the, but yeah the picture i took of you earlier was great you're just like yeah no, stone I cold really <laughs> upsetting i was like oh god i look terrible too hey, right, but there, there could have been worse spaces to get stuck on for real bro that oh, is yeah. very true that's, very that's true, true. All right, so we're going to uh, transition over into the weekly sports update. So everyone knows, just kind of pick a couple of small topics to quickly talk about that happened from basically last Wednesday until this afternoon, typically. So the first thing I think everyone in the sports world is probably sick of talking about, but LeBron and Isaiah Stewart brawl. Um, in my opinion, watching that in slow-mo, Yes, you can aggressively box somebody out if you've had a bad day and you just kind of throw an elbow. There was a full-on fist swung at Isaiah's face. Like, you can definitely see that. Uh, I'm very happy LeBron finally got, uh, like, suspended for something. Uh, I feel like he should have been suspended numerous times, but (laughs) whatever. Um, Isaiah... Definitely gets suspended more games because he went belligerent and tried to run after everybody. But um, love to hear your guys' thoughts on this one. This one's uh, been entertaining for the past, you know, five days. So. Stewart is an enormous human being, and so I've had to watch that clip over and over and over because there's a lot, and we're also talking about like moving all up and down the court. 
and there is not a single individual person that could have slowed or stopped him down and it took multiple and there's this one shot of a police officer who's standing in the middle of the court while he's losing his shit and then circles back to head his way to lebron circles around the officer homeboy just sticks his arm out just casually just leisurely sticks his arm out as isaiah works his way around knowing damn well that there was nothing he could do in that moment to slow down isaiah stewart and so, you know, kudos to everyone who was just bold enough to just grab onto this dude because it took multiple grown men to slow him down and they barely did it. He almost got to LeBron. But I don't know, man. I guess when you're gushing with blood like that, like, I, I can't tell you how to react, man, because that's talk all adrenaline right there. But he went insane. I was surprised to see that. Hadn't seen something like that in a while. Yeah. I'll be honest, I was surprised that LeBron only got one and Stewart only got two. I was thinking LeBron would maybe get like two games and then Stewart would have got like five because you just see him erupt and he just, there's that one scene. So they got him back to the other side of the court and all of a sudden he just runs full speed and i think he knocked down three of the coaches that were trying to stop him and then you still had the same time had kate cunningham holding him by the the waist trying to stop him yeah and you could see he was just i think yeah like like ronald said with like the blood gum coming down his face like you could tell like the adrenaline was just rushing and when you if you were able to like watch it back and read his lips you can see like when the first initial confrontation with LeBron, he's like, yo, man, why you got to hit me in the face? And then you literally just see, oh, man, I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. And you just see him just like gushing blood. And he's like saying, I'm bleeding. I'm mother been bleeding. And you're just like, oh, man, he's just upset. And then the fact that he tried to go ahead and pull a good old Doug Christie and run around the back of the arena to try and catch him on the other side, I would have thought right then and there that he would have gotten like, that was automatic automatic five games right there, just due to the conduct. But I mean, I forgot. I don't know who there's a new, apparently there's a new guy that is dulling out all the suspensions nowadays. Um, Cause it used to be key Vandaway, but mm-hmm. he stepped down from that position this year. I think it's Byron something. Forgive me. I don't remember the name. I'll have to look it up later, but um I'm very, I was very surprised about just, it was only two games in one game. Yeah. Um, I just, I love how everyone comes to LeBron's defense. They're like, oh, well, he tried to apologize. And, you know, if everyone, I'm like, he, he took a swing and a backhanded punch to someone's face. Like if someone did that to me and someone like in that moment is trying to say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like hit you. I could care less what those words are. I just want to hit you in the face to get retribution. <laughs> like it's, let's yeah. just get even. Uh, or the best part was probably the picture of Westbrook like this. Maybe fight. <laughs> <laughs> for those, like, for those listening on to the podcast on Apple Music, yes, uh, Merritt had his fist up like he's about to throw some dukes, exactly like Russell Westbrook did in the little quick screenshot that somebody got. But yeah, shout out to the NBA for handling that. Um, I think they're just really trying to get away from that old feelings of fighting. A little fun fact, apparently that day it was 
two days to the day of the malice of the palace. Little fun fact. So who knows? Maybe they're just some sort of something round up. So a little spirit lives on in the air around there. But yeah, I mean, I think that's enough of us, Isaiah Stewart and LeBron. What do we got next? Oh, we got uh, something positive. We got something positive to talk about for West Virginia that includes football. Oh my gosh. Um, so if all anyone can't tell, all three of us all graduated from West Virginia and big West Virginia fans. Football actually won. Um, they beat Texas. So Texas is now not bowl eligible. Horns down all day long. Um, that is fantastic news right there. Um, though I did not like the news of Doge saying, hey, I'm coming back for one more year. <laughs> Please, no, just, just go away. Um, but soccer won. Um, men's soccer. So they they moved on in the tournament to the round, I think, of 16. So that's pretty nice. good for them. Um, I think their games is tonight or tomorrow night. Um, men's basketball, they did take third in the Charleston Classic. So that's they should have won that. They should have won this tournament. They, they let's just be real for a second. They hundred percent blew it against Marquette in that second half. They were dominating the first half, and then all of a sudden, it they forgot how to play defense and they forgot how to rebound. Um, from what I saw, uh, and I believe women's basketball also won. So they, they've been doing real well as well. So all in all, great weekend for West Virginia fans. Uh, beautiful weekend. Sports. I know that it was that successful. Yes. Yeah. Now, real quick question. Yes or no? Are we going to a bowl game? Yes or no? <laughs> uh, um, come back to me next week. <laughs> <laughs> I know Who's the tough. quarterback? Who's still the quarterback? Daggy. Oh, uh, like, I, it hurts my heart. I, I can't believe he said that he's not. He's coming back. Why? Why is he coming back? He has a another year of eligibility left. Oh um, my gosh! And he's like, "Well, I'm I will say get, though, finally getting connections with my receivers. I'm going. You've oh been here God. for two years. Oh, uh, we just want to play the freshman, Nico. I, I don't, think he he'd be so much better. But I, honestly, I want Garrett Green to start next year. Let Nico learn the system." And then have Nico like come in halfway through the year because Green is okay, but not the next step. I just yeah. I'm so done with the most inconsistent quarterback. Though he has like I guess fifth all time for passing yards at West Virginia. Does he really? That's Ow. what I saw. Yeah. Oh my oh. god! No way. Who's well, so wait? Who's in front of him? So I'm assuming Will. Will Gino, Gino. for sure. But. We know it's not going to be Skyler because Skyler ran the ball more than anything. Um, would, it, would it be what major? Maybe. Major. That's what one. I saw. Like it was fifth all time. I'm like, there's no way. We need to. Fu- I'm sorry. That there's no way he's. It was on Twitter. I saw we it on need, Twitter. We need so to. We need to. Whoever is closest, who's faster, because I know I might break the screen if I try anything else. Because I don't want to do, log off this thing. Don't do anything, Kevin. Just sit there. While you guys are looking for that, I do want to give you some fun news right now. The Would Bolger be on that list? Who? Mark Bolger, would he be on that list? Ooh, Bolger would be, yeah. Bolger. I didn't think about Bolger. I do want something in, in, in other great news. The New York Knicks are currently leading the Los Angeles Lakers, 63-51. to um, So shout out to my teams for doing it up. They gave Carmelo a standing ovation in the garden. Well-deserved. But I just needed to throw that out there for all my uh, Lakers and Knicks fans. 
Good for you, yes. Kevin. I'm glad you're getting a little bit of success. Yeah, a little bit, guy. I got I to take it when I can get it, guys. There, there will be never a year where the Knicks and the Lakers are both good. Like, this is just – I got I'm sulking in all the moments. You kind of have to because, you know, I think they're both going to be horrible in the next, like, two years. Um, Don't say that. But the Knicks, it's the Knicks, so it's kind of whatever. Did we, um, did we find them? <laughs> I didn't find. I I literally saw, it, but I don't see. I can't find it again. Um, Passing leaders. But like that's literally what I saw. Um, I could be wrong. It's Twitter. Oh wait, hold on. Here we go. All right. So number passing, passing yards, right? Yeah, that's what I saw. So that means. So I have career for career, right? Or is it for a season? Oh, it might be for season. Oh, hold on. Let's see. So season right now, it is Gino, Gino, Will Greer, Bulger from 98, and Will Greer again. Oh. Now, Jared Day is top 10 in single season passing. He is 10th on this list for this okay. year. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. No, not passing touchdowns for sure. <laughs> For four this past weekend, that was. Uh, I have good. no idea how. A um, single single game right now is nope, not there. All right, three. So, he has so three touchdowns. You don't give him too much credit. Oh, sorry, sorry. Letty actually did well. I forgot about we had a running back. Yeah, shout out to Letty. So basically, career wise, it is Gino, Mark Bulger, Will Greer, Skylar Howard, Skylar Howard, and then Pat White, number five. Wow, Skylar Howard had that many passing yards. Seven thousand three hundred and two. I would never have thought he had thrown the ball that much. Yeah, I know. Wow. Okay. Craziness. All right. Well, let's jump into the next thing that happened this afternoon. Yes. The local team for Kevin and I, uh, the New York Giants, decided to let go of Jason Garrett as their offensive coordinator, which probably. He should never been hired as um, because that team is atrocious. They have so many weapons and they have a lineman that has more touchdowns than their top two wide receivers. So it's unreal. Honestly, I was like, when you, when you wrote that down in our description today, Merritt, I was like, why hasn't he been fired earlier? Like Jason Garrett is abysmal. He's abysmal for the Cowboys. That's why he was gone from there. He is just, I mean, he's an offensive coordinator that needs, like, he needs a specific system. But, again, he's one of those always the bridesmaid, never the bride. He's just not good enough to be an offensive coordinator for a top NFL team. Never been a fan of him. When the Giants hired him, I was, it was a mind-boggling hire, in my opinion. And then it just showed that right there. He's not utilizing Saquon enough. The wide receivers can't catch anything, and Daniel Jones just getting sacked like a mother. Ronald, I know you're a fan of NFC East teams, a particular one. Definitely not the Giants, but I would love your take. <laughs> the one with oh, no name. So I'm on that. I'm on that end where he, Jason Garrett can spend as much time as he'd like in Dallas or in New York. I am upset that they let him go. No, when New York. When I heard the news that New York had brought him on as the coordinator, <laughs> I, I just had a big smile because I thought no way in hell is this going to work out because it hasn't worked out. This man spent as many seasons, like right at 500 or worse than he did with winning seasons. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Ronald dropped. Ronald. 
Oh, what? can you hear me? There you go. There you go. Oh, we're back. <laughs> right. I was sitting here. You're better than Kevin. Kevin just like completely freezes and drops <laughs> for about five minutes. So you're much better Ooh. off. Um, so right. I can live with that. But yeah, Jason Garrett, man, mediocrity at its finest with just a few bright spots on this turd. So I'm upset that the Giants let him go. I wish they would have kept him on there for the sake of uh, the NFC East. But um, that whole division is just a mess. So just whatever at that point. <laughs> that whole division used to be like a solid division. Like you would be scared to actually play all four of those teams. And then it's like the past 10 years that all of them have really just started tanking. Oh, yeah, man. It's just been a, a gradual deterioration all around. And so even with the Cowboys, who they were supposedly good this season and that going off, they're hot and cold. And so they can't seem to live up to par. And I'm still just reveling on the fact that my Washington football team are the reigning division champs on a losing record. That meant absolutely <laughs> nothing. Hey, they, so, beat, they beat the Bucks. The they Cowboys did. couldn't do that, so they that's you know, and great. Give them that that one that was actually that was probably the best one. No, that 100 the best one of the season here. Other few in hand, but Tyler Henneke, who thought the man can play apparently. The kid, <laughs> I, I love the story about him. Like before he got signed by the team last year, he was it almost he was supposed to be taking his engineering final down the road, and he was like, oh, um, I just got a call. I have to go. I'll take this final later. Is that okay? Like I now signing a contract to go play football. And he literally almost beat the Bucks in the playoffs last year. I I was pumped. I was because I'm a Patriot fan, so I don't want Tom Brady to win anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. Uh, so that was awesome. Um, so th- that's our that's our highlights for the week so far. Um yes. let's jump into what we've kind of started as a weekly tradition now um yes. kevin we're going to start with you you yes. again do not have a wrestling shirt on for two weeks in a row this is another football jersey this is another football jersey i'm wearing hold on let me see if i can angle my camera a little bit this does not say number 12 this is number 51 mr bruce Irvin, uh former west virginia mountaineer I thought it'd be appropriate to wear his jersey this weekend as one he signed a contract with the bears to get back into the league which is great and number two, uh, this weekend at WVU for the final home game, they had a 10-year anniversary of the infamous 2012 Orange Bowl against Clemson. And uh, it was I remember I saw the picture of who they brought back. I was a little upset that, like, not a, not a lot of the big names there. Bruce wasn't there. Gino wasn't there. Tavon wasn't there. But I'm assuming it's because they had NFL yeah, they have games they had to do, So they, which they, I get that. They kind of have like, the, the... – you know, they should have to fly somewhere and they yeah. have to go to work. They should have know. planned that better, like maybe in the beginning of the year to do something cool. But all you had were a bunch of people, other than Stedman. It was I just was like, say, you, you're going to forget about the leading receiver for that team. Yeah, um, no, 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 yeah. never, never. Like they had Stedman there, which is cool. Najee Good, uh, Terrence, uh, what's his name? Terrence Clark. Garvin was yeah. there. So, you know, they had a couple of the guys there for the Orange Bowl. Um, we lived it all, all three of us lived it. It was, it was my senior year, uh, your senior year as well. Everyone's, but you know, gotta, gotta show love for the good time. This is also one of my smaller collections that I'm slowly trying to accumulate 
I'm trying to get some WVU alumni NFL jerseys. This is Kevin, one. you're frozen again. <laughs> no, don't tell uh, this. You I'm gonna end up getting locked face, down. My guy. I'm gonna end up getting face. locked down, aren't I? No, 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 don't do it yet. No, it's gonna log out by itself. Now you guys are frozen. Nope, you guys are frozen. You, you, can you hear me? We can carry on. We have your face. Oh my we can gosh. Work with that. And we All can right. hear you. So well, we're good. if anything, I don't know what's going to happen in a couple of moments. I might get logged off this Zoom once again. But literally, yeah, that is me. That's my jersey. Hopefully, I, I want to continue to collect WVU alum. I have a couple, which I. And there we go. So Kevin is dropped for the. I want to say 20th time at this point. Oh, wait, he's back really quick. This Oh, there you are. Hi. Oh, and your mic really works. Oh, my God. I just like, I don't even know what to do. This is going to be a weekly segment. When is Kevin going to get dropped off the call? Maybe and then, maybe it'll work real well when you're in Hawaii. Maybe it'll be uh, perfect. I, I don't know. Um, who knows? It might, I don't need, that'll be a good one. But yes, enough of me talking. I don't even know what you guys even heard, but. We heard I'm everything gonna, until oh, you good. dropped. And uh, then it was like for two seconds we were talking and then you came back. So, all right. Well, <laughs> I, I'm done with my segment, guys. Merritt, <laughs> let's pass it on to you, sir. Done with my segment, guys. I'm done. Um, perfect. So, tonight I am wearing a hat called Never Settle. Um, it is actually Never Settle Athletics. Um, it is a buddy of mine out in Arizona. Um, and Clint Floyd, who used to play for ASU as a safety and cornerback. Um, it is his, I guess you want to say, developmental program. Uh, he is a coach, trainer, all that stuff for football, basketball, tennis, all these different sports for youth athletics. Um, so he actually just trains kids to be better athletes. Um, and when I found out about it, I was like, I, I'll rep the hat, rep whatever. So he sent me a couple hats. Um, so this is the one I always wear. Um, this is his logo on the side right here. Um, big hand coming up, grabbing the world. Um, great guy. Uh, if you're ever out in Arizona or ever need a individual to help train your sons, daughters, whatever it is, look him up. He is a, a great guy. Um, you'll definitely enjoy uh, having him in your life, no matter what the level. So that's my hat tonight. Now, Ronald, we're gonna swing it over to you because you got some, you got some interesting swag going on right now. Let's so get it. I love let's, it. Let's 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 go into yours. All right. So let's start with the hat. This is actually the first time that I'm breaking it out, and so my Tokyo Dachi uh, WVU hat. I was recently in uh, West Virginia after after been a couple of years visiting some family. And so stayed with a good friend of mine who lives in Hurricane. So we made our way out to Charleston, found this uh, sports shop called Sports Fan. Shit ton of WU gear all around, signed jerseys and whatnot. I actually have pictures, and I don't, I don't know if I had sent them to you or not, Kevin, at that time. But I'll definitely send them on that way. But cool spot. Apparently, a lot of the players will come through, make appearances and whatnot, a lot of the old names. And so chopping it up with the guy. And so caught these hats, got my attention immediately. Tokyo Dachi is just this line that was created a couple of years ago, and they have become quite popular in just these two years with the mascots and the designs of the uh, the school. Everyone loves them. Just an angry dude. I feel like he matches my energy. So I had that. I felt like I definitely had to walk away with. 
And then for the jersey, went with my Boston Celtics Market Smart jersey with the Vista Print logo here, which I definitely dig much more than this year's uh, Vista Print edition. But uh, just overdue for a Market Smart jersey. That's the one jersey I need to get is him or Rob Williams. I I don't <laughs> I feel that's the next one that I have lined up is a Rob Williams jersey. Yeah, though, though I wouldn't mind getting a, a Jalen or Jason, but like the, I like the other guys too. So, um, well, I love it. Um, Ronald, we're, we're going to keep it with you. Um, and so we've covered in our past podcasts, if you guys, first episode, whatever it is, um, our favorite teams, sneakers, all these fun things. Ronald's going to do the exact same thing. And then throw questions at us, and we'll just kind of go from there. So, Ronald, your favorite teams, I'm assuming two of them you're repping right now. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, WBU alone will always bleed old, old, and blue, and so live with that disappointment as long as was away. But um, apart from that, yes, I'm a Celtics fan. Uh, actually – funny how it became one because I'm again from Alexandria Virginia nowhere near Boston and so it was around middle school that I found myself getting into basketball you know I played my first year of organized ball in sixth grade and then after that just paying a little bit more attention but really it's my social studies teacher Mr. Charles Howell he was a is a huge Lakers fan bolsterous obnoxious had to let you know he had all this decor around the classroom um, previously made by students that he's had over the years. And my biggest problem, even though I didn't really follow basketball or know it at all at that time in middle school, was that no one challenged him. He would just talk. And so that personally bothered me. But we had a friendly relationship. Like, he's chipper. You can joke with him. So that's when I started paying more attention to basketball. And immediately at that time, in my mind anyway, it was the Sacramento Kings who had their little quote-unquote rivalry or whatever you want to call it. Because, mind you, this was the early 2000s, so he had every reason to be obnoxious and the big ego there. So I come back, and the Sacramento Kings were actually the first team that I liked. Chris Weber was the first player that I liked. Mike Bibby, Miller, all of them, Sviakovic, um, just great, fun times. And so I come back, talk my smack to Mr. Howell. He would just laugh me off because mm -hmm. his mind is like, who are the Sacramento Kings? But I think he knew what he was doing because then, and knowing what kind of student I was, he just like, nah, you want to talk history? You want to talk rivalry? You want to talk smack? Who can match up? He pointed me in the direction of the Celtics, told me to look up something. Again, I think he knew what I was, what he was doing, knowing the kind of student that I was. And that immediately just led me down the rabbit hole of Celtics history, which is long standing and, I just always dug on Paul Pierce, immediately gravitated towards him. My favorite fact about him was from the 2000 season, he had the ass 11 times outside the club and went on to play all 82 games that following season to average over 20 points. That, say what you want about the man, because there is much you can say, there's a lot of strong opinions, but that's hard as shit. I'm sorry. Like, I just, that, that immediately got my attention at the time. And so I became with the, Scan. And from there, just the love grew. And those were some dark times at that time when I had become a Celtics fan, be leading up to the championship in 08. But um, yeah, no, I mean, basketball just, it grew quickly. Celtics fandom grew quickly. A lot there to speak on. But um, the 
obvious. However, it actually starts with soccer at five years old. That's when I fell in love with sports. That was my first team that I loved and was truly just all the like sports memories. Because it was at five years old, my, you know, my parents from Central America, Salvador, and my dad played soccer, predominant sports. So as soon as I was old enough to join a league, the man put some soccer seats in my hands and never looked back ever since then to love through. And so in 96, the year later, Major League Soccer made its debut in the United States, Washington, D.C., having one of the original 10, 12 teams at the debut of the inaugural season. So there was a lot of buzz and fandom in general there, which led to a lot of tailgating at RK Stadium for these D.C. United games. And then what really added to that energy was in the first four years of the MLS history, D.C. United won three of those championships, established themselves as their early dynasty. And so that was just made it easy. And just I grew into that at a young age, soccer, just through my love for sports. Another fun fact, I actually went to a World Cup game in 94 when it was hosted in the United States. I was four years old. I did not have a love of appreciation then. So I do have a memory of playing with my toys in the middle of one of the international games while we were in the stands, right? So it was just, I was just too young to appreciate it, but I do have these flashes of memories from the crowd and all the different flags and countries being represented and just some of the festivities and even the uh, the mascot. It was this dude, Skipper, Skippy, Pup. No, it was um, the World Cup Pup. Is what I remember about this dog mascot, but just a lot of cool memories from that. So yeah, soccer was my first true love, in all honesty. And then oh, wait, Ronald, um, DC up? United was that also the team that like Freddie Adu was on? Yeah, yeah. That's why I remember yes, that sir. game. That's that, that was another that was another fun time with them. But um, and then somehow, some way, I just naturally found myself paying attention to. What was then the Washington Redskins, now Washington football team? And so I I can't tell you what it was because I just, they weren't any good. There wasn't anything bright about them to lean on at the time, but I just immediately got drawn to the to the Washington football team. I, like, I'm still trying to make that transition permanent, but I can't with the name. However, uh, so it's just Patrick Ramsey, Mark Brunel, like just all these old names from starting off and that from those days horrendous god awful um but couldn't help myself so here i am just leading that burgundy and gold um shamelessly unfortunately <laughs> but uh yeah no and those are my main teams when it comes to hockey never got into it can't claim the capitals even though they just recently won but i have always been a fan of Ovechkin from the time that he landed in dc I was always glad to see that he won, big fan of him, and so I've always supported him. And then baseball was never really my thing either, and it's hard for me to really follow the Nationals, but I can't claim the World Series title either. However, I've been wearing that logo ever since they found their way back to the city and just been repping. So there's a lot of ties there. I can't say it's sport-wise, and I won't claim those titles, but um, just a lot of connections with those teams from over the years. But my fandom, pretty straightforward there, but uh, yeah, man, I love my sports. That's just what I uh, grew up in, so. I love All that. I love that, Ronald. All right, Ronald, you know, you and I have many of these discussions 
Mary and I had a nice little discussion about it on week two of our podcast. So I knew I, I it's funny because I feel like I can guess a couple of them. Sir, give me your top five favorite sneakers that you have right now. Of course, it's one of my favorite hypotheticals to run through. And so actually, you know, actually going through my sneakers and whatnot. So <laughs> I go ahead and pick out my five. The three of the top three were actually quite easy. The last two I had to rotate between, but um, I'll start from five, work my way up. Ooh, so okay. at number five are my up-tempo threes, the 97s. And so the mm. prototypical big man shoe from the 90s. Um, I remember back when we were at WVU and that shoe was, I caught when that shoe was going to be released, right? So this was February and I'm expecting it to come out in December. And so I am on it just ahead of the year, but <laughs> it actually released earlier and uh, later in the spring. And so I almost missed out on that. And so I caught the last minute update and so was able to scoop in and get those. But I don't know, man, it's just the aesthetic of the shoe, the bubbles, and then just one of those classic 90s shoes that, you know, I can't ever wear it anymore because they're not comfortable. They're really not. But um, that yeah, shoe any, itself just... Yeah. Any up-tempo, for some reason, it's like you are, you literally have a brick on your foot. It's like, I don't know what it is about... Uh, I don't know what it is about up-tempos, but, like, I mean, for example, I have a pair myself of a different ones, but go. but I, I appreciate them, though. No, for real, for real. I love my, I love my samples, those particular ones. And so they'll forever be up on that list. And I did get them cracked because my ass learned that if you leave a pair of shoes for several days in the, in your car, in the heat of Florida, they will crack that old, old, old material. But their shoes were at least 10 years old. So they're destroyed now, but they're still in my top five because of the shoe that I love so much. So I had. I had a pair of up tempos, but a lot different than what you and Kevin are talking about. And just so everyone knows, Kevin is frozen again with the most hideous face in the world. Oh, welcome back. You have no mic. Third time going. Oh my God. This is hilarious. Guys. But like I had the up tempo pros. So they were different. I had the all black ones. Honestly, besides the Kyrie's that I have, the best basketball shoe that I've ever worn, most comfortable shoe ever. Just like really? hugged your foot. Oh, they hu- hugged your foot, had just enough air in the back, everything. I've always tried to find them and like get another pair. No, can't can't no, find can't them anywhere. That. No. Oh, that's a bummer, man. It's always upsetting when you can't that, that one shoe that you're really holding on to that you can't find again. Yeah. So thankfully, I think I'm able to get another pair of 97, but just we'll see. I'll just hold on to what I got now. <laughs> but I'm actually kind of excited to share my number four on the list because it's a shoe that I actually don't physically have in my possession. It's a shoe that I recently purchased that they pre-order. And Ooh. so I, and I can't remember if it had been mentioned before because I felt like it was, but I'm not sure. Anybody familiar with Mosh Customs? Yes. So Mosh Customs, if you're familiar with them, this man has been releasing his own line of Mosh Runners um, over the course of since last year. Well, he has a new sneaker that he's been coming out with based on locations and themes. Some of the color, all the colorways have been dope as hell, some more than others, in my opinion. But his most recent shoes in collaboration with Steph, Jeff Staples, the dude behind the pigeon dunks. And so they're coming out with the Mosh Pigeons, and it's a shoe that I just 
putting down myself. And so I went ahead, popped those. They're ordered. They're going to take a while to get here because they're a custom order, eight to 10 weeks. But I have no doubt that they're going to be worth it just because of the uniqueness. I've been following this dude for years now. Love his style from the time that he introduced his first runner, the first other way. The story that he puts behind each one of his shoes, the detailing, and there's no question about the material. So then with this collaboration, I just think it's going to be an extremely unique shoe that um, I'm extremely pumped for that. It's going to immediately become one of my favorites as soon as I have it in hand. And it's Mosh, M-A-C-H-E, right? Mosh? Yes. Yes. I'm a big fan of him because what he he does a lot of random customs and he does a lot of big customs for like pro wrestlers and their sneakers. So like I remember he did like a whole YouTube video uh, for Kobe Kingston when he won the title at WrestleMania in New Jersey, which was like pretty dope. And he like he made a Nike BB adapt where it's like all gold and had that like uh, it's like the theme that the Brooklyn Nets had for their jerseys last year for their city editions i forgot what that theme was called ronald you know what it is it has a the, fancy name no i don't remember the name of the theme are you talking about the like the powder blue pack not the powder blue so last year it was there were black jerseys a city edition it's like the oh it's, oh, it's like, like the joint with the like the bed style that was going across yes that one so not the bed style. It's the next one where it says Brooklyn. It's black and has red. It was last year's city edition. I just don't remember what the design is called. And I don't want to look it up now because if I touch my computer, then we're going to die again. So I'll, I'll, put, I'll check, I'll check it on my phone and I'll check it out in the out notes. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know the name of it. Um, the, the biggie city. Uh, yeah, so that's the bed one, but there's no, the, well, there's no, there's one. Well, never mind. This, this isn't the one with the red, but you know what? I'm gonna move on from it because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's number three on the list then, Ronald? All right, so number three, personally, my favorite Jordan retro is the, the cement fours. Uh, the Jordan fours are my favorite silhouette of any Jordan retro and then the cement fours are my favorite colorway of any of them. Super clean shoot. I am, I just love everything about it. I love the cleanliness. And I remember at the time when this shoe had, uh, they were announced that it was going to come out, which was what, 2016? 2016. You got to remember 2012, they had retroed it after 11 years only to come out with the God awful version with the Jumpman logo on the heel with the, Consistency of the speckle being different and the gray being different on the cement. So just no one was happy with that. And you know that because there was nine years, 10 years apart, and then four years apart between that new release. And so I remember being on, hopping on a plane. The shoe was going to release at 10 o'clock. My flight was at 10.05. And the sneaker app was fairly new at this point. It had been introduced either that year or the year before. But uh, I recruited the entire squad to get this shoe. And so here I am on my flight and the app just crashes. I, there's no way that I can navigate it. Like it's just down and I'm like, damn. So it was a miserable two hours that I'm flying back, just mad that I missed out on these. Until my boy Khalif gives me a, like let me a voicemail. I checked it and told me to give him a call. I called him, he's like, randomly hopped on the app just cause after it crashed. It was like, it crashed for everyone. And apparently there was cement force just sitting there and like a couple
them. And so I'm thinking what happened at the time was Nike had reopened the uh, release that they had crashed on everyone. And just like that, he was able to scoop up my size two and a half hours after the initial release because of the app initially crashing and then reopening. And I think I called you, Kevin, to tell you that the app had uh, some shoes available well after the release. I, I remember that call vividly. I think it was a text. He goes, uh, so you, I think you said, like, are you going to get these cements or what? And I remember I'm like, man, I'm not going to be able to get them. The app crashed and everything. You're like, uh, I would highly suggest you look because I think there is a nine and a half left. And I literally copped that nine and a half up real quick. I fully appreciate you. Still in my collection. They are a tad big, but there's there, no yellowing has showed up. But, yeah, shout out to, to Ronald for saving my life in sneaker releasing. And might I add, I put in the chat of uh, what the name of that theme for the Nets jerseys. Do you remember the Basquiat, the Basquiat theme? Yeah, so that okay. was the one. Now, okay, so now I remember Basquiat um, being the name of that show. Okay, so now I'm looking at it. Now I see which one that is now that you actually give me the name. So what was the point of bringing it up? So I was telling – so Mosh – he made a custom for Kofi Kingston right. and the, the theme of the shoe was Basquiat because it was in New York and he made, made like a whole little theme up, up with it based off of that. So they're like gold matches tights. It was fire. And that's how Mosh, and that's, I'm not surprised that Mosh was on your radar then since he does a lot of work with the, uh, the wrestling or the wrestlers. So, yeah. uh, the homeboy's all over the place. He, he, I'm telling you, man, dude is skilled at what he does. And this shoe is, is going to be just like high quality all around. So I'll make sure to send share some pictures of those with you, Kevin. Yes, please do. We got number two next, top five. All right. Yeah, so number two, those would be my 2017 eggplant foam ones. Yes. So foam posits. Love the shoe, the eggplant, love the colorway, 2009, its initial release. And at that time, I had no cash to get that shoe. And so I was highly, highly upset. Now, the foam posit is actually a popular shoe from back where I'm from. So there's just a running joke that you put together, like what someone from the DMV looks like. The shoe, one of the shoes can be a foam posit. So just, I for me, this was like, I needed to have this shoe. This, like, as for the longest, was my dream shoe, my favorite shoe. And so is in 2017, I was pretty pumped to find that they were re-releasing, bringing back the eggplant phones. And so I was thankful and blessed to get them at re uh, retail <laughs> and uh, just add them to my collection. So there they are. And I've just worn them like on most special occasions, like most recently at the, uh, well, not most recently, but the most recent occasion being the um, On The Run 2 tour down when uh, mm. they were in Miami for uh, it was a little anniversary gift for my wife and I. So, yeah, man, great times in those shoes. Love them. Just dazzle, wear them anywhere. Yes. And they don't crease. So that's mm. great. Yes. As much as I wear them. And then number one, Kevin, you should see this one coming. The New Balance 990s. <laughs> All right. Yes. So the Quintus quintessential dad shoe that everyone just clowns on that all middle-aged white men wear because it's good for their joints and they're just super comfortable to walk in and wear <laughs> it in all day right yet number one above all the sneakers that i have all the expensive shoes that are just so much nicer and flashier but the 990s all the way 
reasoning behind that is because this truly is a shoe indicative of back home for me. And so, and I'll tell you, and I'll exemplify this with a story or a quick uh, anecdote. Grew up in Alexandria, Virginia for 18 years. The New Balance 990, everyone had a pair. I always had a rotation every year, black and gray. Easy to get no matter where you went. That's just what it was. Uh, that was to me, that was the expectation. Everybody rocked them. Everybody wore them. This is just an every, this is how everyone feels about them, right? Until I leave my bubble and I go to Morgantown, West Virginia, where I notice not nearly as many people are wearing them. Nowhere can I find them in store, which I'm quite upset about and I'm pissed off and I'm like, why doesn't them all have them? And I got to order them online. And so this doesn't make sense to me, but I'm like, whatever. I sit down at Towers, which we all know. And we also know that like people aren't really friendly. People don't just sit up. It's like, hey, do you want to be friends? But here I am eating my food with my lonely self. And then there's this dude who walks up who's wearing a national fitted. And he asks if he can sit down and have lunch with me. Yeah, it's weird that you're asking me because no one does that. But yeah, you know, we're freshmen, not <laughs> super social here. So he sits down on meeting and he asks me, where are you from? I'm like, all right, typical freshman question. And I say, Northern Virginia. Like, I know, but where are you from? I'm like, what do you mean you know? And so I say, Alexandria. It's like, oh, word, I'm from Silver Spring. I'm like, cool, I got family up there. I spent a lot of time in Silver Spring, Maryland. And so we chopping it up and I'm like, all right, cool. And so as he is in mid-bite, I ask him, like, how did you know where I was from, by the way? And so he takes his bite, looks at me, and then he just points at my shoes. And he points at me, and like, look at my new balances, my 990s. And so it was like five to ten seconds of just everything making sense and the dots just connecting from that point that the new balance 990s is a popular fashionable shoe in the DMV and nowhere else. That is why no one, like no one else respects it. That is why it is just a running joke. And like, I don't get why people feel this way. And it's because it is a DMV thing. And so it was in that moment that it made 100% sense that it's a DMV that fucks with this shoe, not really anywhere else. And so that's been changing over the years. New Balance has been growing in popularity. A lot of big name collaborations, especially this year, has been a big year for New Balance. But um no, I realized there that that was just a unique shoe to my area. And so ever since then, you know, I run into people here in Florida. I see them wearing New Balances who are more, who don't look middle-aged, who aren't like old as hell. <laughs> but more my age, more like, where are you from? And then we get into these conversations and come to find out, just like that, yeah, they're from the area. So I've actually had a lot of random conversations spark up like that would be just because of the shoes. Because if you know, you know. And if you don't, then, well, you're not a part of it. So for that reason alone, the New Balance 990 always right here, special place in my heart, and will always top note Jordan custom Nike that I can get my hands on for sure. I love that. I'm pretty sure Ronald, I first met you when you we were walking together up those engineering steps, and I think I, I let me know if you remember this. I remember we're walking to pre ATTR class to the Coliseum, walking up those stairs. I'm like, hey, are you? Hey, I'm Kevin. You're Ron. Like, oh, you're Kevin Cueva. You added me on Facebook. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I remember. That's how Kevin made walking. friends in college. He just randomly added I, everyone in class. Hundred percent. I added everybody. Everyone did it. Like, everybody. Yeah, really, you'd run into those. Everybody. Weird. Don't get me wrong. No, I would never forget when I got my acceptance. 
you go into the West Virginia page on Facebook and, you know, you just add everybody. And then the first thing that they write in your chat is, uh, is like what dorm they're in. So they're like Borman or they're like Stoniker or they're like Towers. Oh, yeah, me too. Which one? Oh, Lion. Oh, darn Bennett. Oh, well, we're neighbors or whatever. But that's how I remember you uh, that day we're walking ATTR. We walked together, and I remember you walking in the New Balance 990s. Classic. I do have a question about your list, sir. Yeah. So I'm not surprised about your list. I'm more or less surprised of ones you left out. No Black Cement 3s. I don't have a pair of Black Cement 3s. Why do I feel like you had a pair? Or did you used to have a pair? No, I've never had a pair of threes, actually. I'm not, like, too partial on threes. And I definitely have not had a pair of the cement threes. So I don't know why or where you would get that from unless you're I don't, talking about your own collection. I don't know. I don't. I felt like you had a pair of cement, unless I got mixed up with your white cement fours. Because I know we have cement fours together. But I could have swore you had a pair of black cement something. Nah, nah. All right, but I, I love your list. I thoroughly enjoy your list. I was not surprised. I remember when we were chatting about you joining the pod. I'm pretty sure I guessed a couple of yours correctly. So you guessed the top three. That's what I do. <laughs> I was like, like, oh, I guess Kevin, I, I didn't give you enough credit. Like, you know me pretty damn well, guy. Hell yeah, I should. All right, so our next topic, Ronald, you and I spent a little bit of time on this last time we were chatting up with each other and Mary and I had a, a long discussion on this for one of I think episode three so yeah, we I would like to know yeah right was it three hold on I've got the list all in front of me Shout of everything you, we've man. talked about I love it uh, no it was episode no episode three was the list okay the infamous list the infamous it had list. To be four it was episode four yeah it's episode four has to be there you go i love it yeah it is yeah fun time so ronald can you give us your thoughts on the nba city edition jerseys do you have some favorites do you have ones that are like bruh these are rough (laughs) i actually got some strong opinions on the city edition jerseys which by the way are like overall pretty fire and i love the concept behind them especially with it being the 75th anniversary of the league so that's led to some super cool storytelling. And that was the point that you had made, Kevin, that you got to understand the details a little better to like appreciate the jersey to really understand why they do that. But uh, so I'll go ahead and start with the ones I don't like. And so my, I guess, third on that list would be Norman's. Just I'm upset with you. This extremely lazy so much imagination and there's a lot of cool things you could have done especially with that being moved the franchise back and restoring and still really bringing that history back so extremely disappointed with them second i actually don't like miami's yeah it looks like yeah we we trashed miami's real bad (laughs) it looks like a ransom that right and that was actually already done by cleveland with their edition a couple years ago and so if you recall their uh with them being in the like the rock and roll hall of fame being in the area so they took the lettering from all those rock bands going across to the the cleveland logo and so i thought that was cool so you do this you rehash it and it doesn't look nearly as cool because 
it, I don't think it looks good. And also, they're, the players are allowed to pick what color they want their numbers to be. So, like, you're watching the game, and you're going, I, I know that's Jimmy Butler, but his number looks like it's number two because his other number on it is black with a white outline. You're going, it doesn't work. Shaking Make my it head out here. It really doesn't, but I think because the jersey is so atrocious, I like the fact that they can change their numbers. I'm like, why not? Just add to the chaos of the look of the jersey. <laughs> and so I actually support that if that's the case. And then I honestly think there's an easy one. You guys brought it up. Orlando, just there's uh. nothing you can do with that orange. I'm sorry. There's plenty of cool designs you could have done from um, past years there to bring up, but you chose the sunset, sunrise, orange that just doesn't look good on anything. No, no. You, you think about Orlando and you think about like their sponsor is Disney. Like, why would you not like maybe make like a jersey based off of the newest movie coming out and like a theme that way to kind of promote the new movie that would be coming out for Disney? But no, you just had to be a damn orange. It's freaking angry. That's fair, but again, this is supposed to be about the, the history, the legacy of this franchise. It's not some free advertisement for a new movie. <laughs> no, I feel you. That'd be better than the orange. It would probably be 30 times better than the orange. Valid, valid. I'll give you that, my guy. God, they, they, they could throw like a Marvel character on it and everyone would be like buying it up the up the storm, can you, but... Can you imagine if you put the Avengers on like the jersey? Well, then I'll get actual photo of the Avengers, but like you put like an Avengers theme on that jersey where it just looks sharp it's dark you have the magic logo maybe you put some like color scheme of like you know it's like thanos or something like that's great like some creativity that could have gone to it instead nah man we're gonna go with the sunset orange yeah, yeah no, no thank you never, it'll never look good on anything I'll exactly that yes but- your your favorites ronald all right, let's pivot to that because I'm actually quite excited for those. So at number three, Charlotte. I mm. am a huge fan. I think they're dope. Love the coloring. Love the um, detailing I put in there. And also with the lettering going across, I'm always going to be a fan of that cursive. So number two, Chicago. Mm. I think that's an easy one right there. Again, just more of that classic look with the lettering and just on that red, it just always looks good no matter what you do with it. And so I have been a big fan of that one. But um, number one, the T-Wolves. Mm, I like the simplicity like of it. I like the detailing in, in that simplicity, lettering, old school, just immediate go-to favorite there. And so not too much more to say. But I love, really, most a lot of these city editions that came through this year um most of the teams that brought it even the ones were a little lackluster but like phoenix for example you just redid the same thing utah yes did the same thing yep i okay okay i I was on the same page with me yes he is i will honestly say so like merit after you talked about it on our episode and just like so i i follow a bunch of different like uh, jersey collectors on instagram one of the guys his name is basketball threads Mm -hmm. he talked about like Yes, the Phoenix jerseys, the Utah jerseys are really good. But I like he talked about, you know, feeling bad for the fans that pretty much those organizations cheated them out of something special for the 75th anniversary. So thinking about it that way, I definitely give them the thumbs down 
because you just were lazy and you used the same jersey from the year past, as great of jerseys they were, you definitely could have done something special for the 75th anniversary. Like, mm-hmm. you know, think, think about like Phoenix, like Merritt, you talked about bring back that from the early, from the late 90s with the sun coming across when they had Charles Barkley there. Yeah. You could have had that theme. Put that on there. That that would just look so nice, like coming across the jersey itself. And you could add, you, you could make the jersey black. Yeah. That would look dope. A black jersey with the, the basketball coming across. You could do whatever. Orange could, lettering or yellow, like kind of like tying. You could do the point is there's so much there's so much we could have gone with and even utah's the exact same way it's like you could still use your black and your yellows and your oranges and your reds and all that you that you used in the city edition last year and they're basically what they wear every night nowadays anyway and incorporate that old school jazz logo with the mountains and the blues and the purples you could easily orchestrate that into something really nice yeah and but, even keep keeping the fact like when they were in new orleans they had like the little jazz note logo for the for for a period of time yeah you could have done something like that but maybe still use those same color palettes again i i and when i heard that on like my instagram feed of listening through i was like that's so right you just cheated your fans out of something for a special year which all the teams are trying to celebrate 75 years it's travesty not right sorry phoenix and utah you sucked. <laughs> you f- you failed the assignment. Yeah, literally. F. You, uh, you plagiarized. We're gonna go throw so, out the TikTok stuff here. Let's uh, fail the assignment. I got one. I got one last thought with the city editions. And go so ahead. I'm say this is the last. Kevin, you should be seeing this coming. But um, really, my number one on that list is the Boston Celtics one. But I didn't want to be <laughs> obvious about it. The detailing on it, tremendous. But I actually got a new arrival in merit. I figured this is something that you would. Oh, merit! You need to and see so, that, baby. Love that. That is probably the are. best part about that whole jersey is all of that. And it's so an authentic too. Oh, authentic. Fire. Authentic jersey, and so the detailing with it, even just like on the back, which you're not going to see on the swing man, is the uh, 17 for the yep. championship with the trophy, and then that just hard oh. plastic uh, 75th anniversary uh, NBA template. So. Man, a new, a oh, new yeah. favorite in the collection, but uh, I love awesome. it. I'm looking at it again for a second time because I know Ronald, you previewed that with me yesterday. Now I need to go on Nike.com or Fanatics to just buy me authentic jersey, and like it's just it's so nice. And now I want to get one. So just don't buy a pair of shoes for a little while because that's uh, pretty much how expensive they are. I know. Yeah, it's it's hard. And that is life. why there will only be one in my collection. Fun fact, the last authentic NBA jersey that I owned was actually a 2001 home Allen Iverson jersey. Fire. Size 58, which is what I wear now. And at that time, I was in middle school. <laughs> and so I was somehow able to convince my dad that I needed this jersey and like he spent the money on it for whatever known reason and man i was so proud to wear that thing every day as big as it was a dress man i i I know this is like totally off topic but to to the same extent ronald i have a champion authentic tracy mcgrady jersey with the star and i convinced my dad that i got honor roll for um (sighs) like my marking period so he bought it for me 
Little did he know that he was I was he was also getting a conference call saying that I was being a bad student in class that same week right after. So my dad was pissed that he spent at the time only $180 for the jersey, knowing that my only, damn ass still only. only $180 instead of the $225. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but my if you were my dad, I deservedly so probably would be pissed off at me too. Oh, yeah. I let him know that I was he was gonna get a conference call that Kevin was doing really bad at work. Do you think the jersey back? Uh, I let's just say that I couldn't do anything for a while until my grades went up because that was that kind of student. I would be. Kevin eh. hid the jersey under his bed so his parents wouldn't find it. So oh, no, uh, they, they, I just wasn't allowed to do anything. I wasn't allowed to like watch my next games. I'd be having to sit and study, but. Yeah, it was. It, it, he was very angry at me, but oh I digress. Gosh. Real quick, to, on side note, just letting you guys know, Lakers came back from twenty-five down. It is only ninety to eighty-four. Next year, up by six. It's okay. They still suck. Do they do it in the world famous, historic, infamous Crypto.com arena? No, Negative and, 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 and what, a, what a what a way to. This is the segue. game that LeBron is suspended for. He's not playing in this game. Oh my gosh, crazy! Oh yeah, a way to segue. Yeah, perfect. Go ahead, Mary. Uh, this is the dumbest name I've ever heard for Arena besides Smoothie King Arena in New I'll Orleans. I'll be honest, Smoothie King sounds so much cooler than it does. It really does com. at this point. But it's still horrible. But this one takes the cake. I sent, I think when I saw this come out, I sent it to Kevin on Instagram. I was just like, what the heck? It's just crypto.com arena. Like it just when you said I want more thanks from you because I when I caught the news, I'm like, I'm not even gonna send this to Kevin. I'm just gonna let this one sit there for a minute. I'm not gonna bug him about it, just gonna let my thoughts ramble on. I remember that. I'll be honest, Merritt. When you sent that to me, I thought it was like a joke. Like I thought it was like somebody was like a memeing. And then I got a Yahoo app notification saying that crypto.com will be taking over the name of the Staples Center. And I almost threw my phone across a room because i was like that's gotta be the dumbest thing ever like i already know a couple teams have crypto.com as their sponsors but like because i know philly has it i know the blazers have it now um but a whole arena like and i've been to staples center before staples is all over that arena like not just like in like little paperbacks or like little like walls. They're on walls. It's on top of the damn building. So like, and it's gonna... all changing mid year. Oh, it's not going to be Staples Center all basketball season. It's going to be Crypto.com Arena gonna... by the beginning of next year. Oh my god! Like you, you just keep saying that, and it actually sounds worse and worse as we. I loved listening to Paul George's reaction when they interviewed him, and he goes, "I, oh, well, thankfully I don't have to play here much longer. Like I'm gonna get my own arena, which is great. But like this place is Staples Center. Like, oh, that's I right, grew- yeah, because the Clippers are moving to Anaheim. Shout out yeah. to them. And like he's just like this. He's like, I just I don't know. It's like you you're changing a name of something extremely iconic for something that doesn't really make sense like he's not the only person to voice his negativity about this i get the money side of it but like historically it's always going to be known i don't get the money side of it 
They're making a lot of money a off 20 of this. Year, a 20-year contract of $700 million, something like that. That is a ridiculous amount of money, but I would think for, honestly, Staples Center, it would demand a lot more to change it. I'm surprised that they would even consider changing it, in all honesty. I... It's not uh, because again, like per- permanently forever, it will be stables, but permanently forever, I will now refer to it as crypto.com arena. Oh, there is God, nothing this, else before that in my mind because I oh, love the turmoil that this terrible. is causing amongst Lakers fans because oh my god. It's just oh, it, it is it's literally oh, the, the worst thing that we can sit here and talk about. It's like uh, let's just go change the T D garden or the garden to something. Else, like let's RB, call it the swimming RB Center. Uh, RB Center. Let, can we just call it the McDonald's House of Ronald Arena? Like it's that sounds so much better than crypto.com. Honestly, call In and Out Burger Arena. Like, let's anything, that anything more. Dope. That's better than crypto.com. I would, I would take it as In and Out Burger Arena than crypto.com arena. That should be a segment that you work on for the next episode is all the names that you would pick over crypto.com and you really got to dig through some um, some, in and out burger arena. No, I'm not even talking about that. That's easy, Kevin. Fast food places are easy. We got to talk about the real dark names that we can like, would you really want to refer to this as over crypto.com arena? And I'm drawing a blank as a good example. Let's just say, uh, Damn, Adam and Eve Arena. Would you do that, Adam and yeah. Eve Arena? Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Adam and Eve Arena. A E A. Just quick, quick. The A the A E A. The A E Arena. Like I'd be cool with that. Like or American uh, Eagle. Or I mean, like, I would. I would like do. I mean, there's so many things I would do. Can we do Hooters? Like, there should be Hooters Arena. Yes, put up the money. I'm surprised there isn't one already. It kind of died out like real quick when like Twin Peaks and all those other places you know, started opening Buff- up. Buff- Buffalo Wild Wings Arena. I mean, like anything is better than crypto.com arena. Like the fact they have to put the dot com in it too. Like you could have called it just crypto arena. Like because it's this, it's that whole like you can't call it crypto because crypto is just like this whole branch of something. And it's oh. like a specific part of it is oh the dot com. Yeah, it's it is ridiculous. Like, it, it's a good segue though because we're gonna keep it in LA with this one. Oh, jeez. Um, and, and Ronald brought this up to us this right before we started, <laughs> and it's uh, Odell being paid out his last bit of his contract with the Rams for this half year in Bitcoin. So, I don't understand it. I if somebody here can explain it to me, how are we paying in Bitcoin now? Are we really like this right now? I don't. I, I don't even know what to think. Like, Welcome I get it. Twenty twenty one. Nothing makes it. any Bitcoin sense. Bitcoin is real. It is here. And for and a little tidbit for you, if you're unaware, there's actually El Salvador, the home country, my motherland, if you will, of my parents. But the first country in the world to introduce Bitcoin as currency as national currency and so they are accepting that down there in el salvador Mm. and and mind you in a country where i would least suspect you to be the first one to introduce it right because the economy down there is not the most stable and again surprised that they would be the ones to be the to introduce this right so it's legit 
Kevin, it's here. It's legit. And, you know, although Beckham is not the first one, there's other NFL players who've done this and other athletes outside of uh, the NFL as well that are getting into the so point for it's, their salaries. It's so interesting. Like, Bitcoin. It's like a whole nother, it's like a whole, we're in a whole nother world we're talking about now. And like, I'm over here just trying to make some money and you got people like, no, 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 don't give me money. Let me get Bitcoin. Let me get Bitcoin. I'm like, all right. I mean, this is just the ways of the world out here. And I guess Odell's one of the, I, you, I remember you mentioned a couple other athletes earlier, Ronald. I mean, I, I can only imagine who would be next that wants the Bitcoin. It's the trend, you know, and I mean, most likely you're going to see it with the younger athletes, especially. Um, holy shit. Aaron Rodgers, another one. Really? This was announced really? earlier in the month, but yeah, with a portion of his salary getting paid out in Bitcoin. And so well, he's kind of weird like, now, so that makes sense. Yeah, shout out to A Rod. <laughs> for real, for real. But uh, who makes his frequent appearance on the uh, Pat McAfee show. So that, yes. was just a- that was not a good interview for him on that one. <laughs> oh, oh, God, no. Even Pat was, have you ever seen, have you seen the reactions? Like Pat's kind of sitting there going. Uh, he's like, oh, oh, because he's like, he's just sitting there watching this like, oh, like I'm not going to shut up Aaron Rodgers, but oh. He's like, I'm back in Morgantown watching couches burn. Oh my God. <laughs> he's just like, what did I just do? <laughs> Madness, absolute madness. With that, Kevin, I would love to hear your thoughts regarding Pat McAfee in the world of wrestling these days as he's made that transition and just... What a great segue. Oh, my goodness. Yes, I'll be honest. He is absolutely phenomenal. He is a natural. I remember, uh, you know how WVUsports.com, they do like a little synopsis on like, you know, players like being a mountaineer and i remember pat mcafee's like i'd love to be in the world of professional wrestling he is one of he's great he's actually the co-announcer on wwe smackdown on friday nights he uh he does a phenomenal job at that sometimes he acts a little crazy than he needs to be but it's his personality works out great in that world um there was a storyline during covid world last year in which um, they had one of the wrestlers, his name is Adam Cole, and they put him on uh, Pat, the Pat McAfee show in which they it was actually a real scene where he was like pretty much he pissed the wrestler off to the extent like he goes, you can go F yourself. And he like stormed off the interview, which was a not a, a, like a it wasn't like a, a work. It was a shoot thing. So and for all my people listening, shoot is when people are like not acting and then a work in wrestling terms is them acting along in the like a storyline so it would they they played off of that wrestler adam cole being angry at pat mcafee and they worked it into a storyline where pat mcafee they had a a wrestling match where it was four on four in a steel cage and i'll be honest if any of you guys have the peacock and can find it i can give you where the links where it is you guys would be extremely impressed with the way McAfee performed. You would think he was somebody doing the whole wrestling thing for a while. There was a spot where he climbs up to the top of the cage and he does a, a like a full somersault off the cage onto all the wrestlers. 
and he made it look like seamlessly like he's like a natural athlete didn't even bother him because like normally when a lot of like you know professional athletes get into the wrestling world you can tell that they're not fully comfortable with what's going on he looked like he meshed perfectly and i and that's why he's he's got the gig with wwe they respect him as a performer because he respects their crap as he's is a fan not just like a guy that like is an ex nfl reject and just like trying to make money he's a fan that appreciates the craft and he respects the craft so definitely if you're interested in seeing pat mcafee kick ass definitely i'll definitely check the peacock on the wwe network side uh it's called war games you can find it on there uh where he goes up against a group called the undisputed era but yeah Shout out to Pat McAfee. I dig his po- his little uh, morning show. I try to listen to it when I can. And yeah, that was that was awesome. Yeah, good times. Good times. Was not surprised to see that transition to hear the news. Like I just this matches perfectly with his personality, with how he's been ever since. Like we have seen him at WVU and whatnot. Just yeah. how he carries himself, especially when he's on ESPN, which was always my favorite segment because you could tell that. They didn't always know what to do with him when he was first on there because just he was very true to himself and just very ultras, flamboyant, and love every segment. So I feel that he's in the perfect world for his personality. Yeah, he's got it going on. I mean, Pat McAfee, he, you know, if you're thinking WVU, like he is one of them guys that's been su- successful. Uh, he's he, I, did he win a ring with the Colts? Yeah, he has a he has a Super Bowl ring. That was yeah, Super. He got a Super Bowl ring, and I'm pretty sure the next year after that, he retired. He got yeah. the ring, and then that's right. Then that he retired. Right. Like, he, or he played a couple more years, and he was like, "I'm done." Yeah, like still fresh in his prime, and he just he got his ring, and he was good with it. And then he's doing whatever he wants, whether it's stuff with Barstool, his you know radio show, acting a fool on ESPN College Game Day. Or acting a fool as a pro wrestler. I mean, it's it's awesome. And I just sort of always think about like when we were back at school, Ronald, our oh my goodness, has it really been that long, Merritt? Yeah, I was literally like just looking at it. I'm going, I want us to continue, but we are almost at an hour and a half. So it's like we should you guys prob- gotta keep your time. We should probably say the Lakers suck, Celtics are better. LeBron is a horrible human being. Well, no, I'm just kidding. LeBron is a oh fantastic gosh. human being. He's a crybaby. He is a crybaby. Cry baby. Oh, uh, my goodness. And the Celtics, I mean, I, have, I don't have are, anything to say because I am outnumbered here with two yeah. Celtics fans. So, I mean. It's okay. There, the, La- the Lakers without aren't Without Jalen Brown. Anymore. Without Rob Williams. Oh, my gosh. Again, without Jalen Brown. and well, He's our leading scorer, bro. I, yeah, I know. He is really good. And Rob Williams is a shot blocker that just makes Anthony Davis just like a little child. Yeah. Though Anthony well, Davis how is a... good is Anthony Davis really? Like, in all honesty, how good is he against another premier big when he's one-on-one with him? Someone not less than him, someone not smaller than him, someone as good as him and if not bigger. He doesn't... How good is he really then? He, he hasn't had to go against anyone like that. The only other person like that is... And Carl Anthony Towns or Gobert, but Gobert is smaller. He's yeah. slender. Uh, Has Anthony, he ever had to go up against the Joker? Yeah, but Joker, he can get around because Joker isn't as fast. Joker's big, but Davis, big ha- Davis has better handles 
when he's going down the court and can get around that. So he uses that as his areas getting the fast break points against that kind of team. If you put him up against, say, like a Rob Williams, I'm still going to say he's going to drop 20, but it's not going to be an easy 20. It's going to be a really hard fought 20 points that he's going to get, mm. especially against someone that will probably block two or three of his shots and foul him hard. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. We but, love now, I know we're almost at an hour and a half. Is now, is there anything that we missed? Before I go into my outro, um, I've got nothing, um, not not nothing that I can think of. Um, yeah, Ronald, it was a pleasure having you. You are definitely welcome back at any time, um, and uh, love to have you back on whenever. Yeah, man, no, this was fun. Love chopping it up, and no, this is a great experience. So please let me know the next time around. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for being our first ever guest we appreciate you and i'll just take it into the outro right now for everybody listening go ahead follow us on the socials manly musings podcast we're still trying to get access to that instagram account but if you want to watch us chat it out watch us on our on our youtube manly musings podcast on youtube uh follow meal merit on our socials if you know them but if you don't we'll give them to you at some point but yeah take care and y'all have a good night. Oh, hold on.